Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dan. Here we are doing another mobile podcast. Love it. We are in the beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you to uh, Ava from Creative Sexuality for giving us a tour of Fort Lauderdale. Got to go to the beach and have a... Absolutely. I had a sea dog for lunch. You did. You did. And you know what? This is the way to do it, is to tack on a slightly extra day and, uh, yeah, get someone to drive us around. So I had a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you got to play a little bit, too. Yes, we got to play. I'm just saying for the end of it, you know, we actually got to see the city. <laughs> Usually yes, when that's we travel. unusual when we travel. Normally, <laughs> Don't get they're to like, see the city. We came back from Dallas, and people are like, well, what do you think of Dallas? I said, oh, I got a great hotel. I don't know what the rest <laughs> of the town looks like, though. Exactly. So, yeah, got to see the beach, got to drive around, got to have some local-type food. So that was great. Yeah, but, absolutely. That was just the extra day. The rest of it was the event. Yep. Um, our topic for today will be um, last night or, or two nights ago. I'm losing track now. We got to listen to Master Obsidian, mm-hmm. the 2010, 2010 yes, sir. Master International Master um, talk, do a keynote speech on being, and really what, it, what I took from it, it, it's about being brave and being. Um, being okay to be out, pretty much. I think that was that was the aspect that I got from it, right? Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today is is about being out. If mm-hmm. I go to an event, does that mean I'm out? Right. Do I need to be out to be involved? And are only and this is you know stuff that we heard um, uh, Jody talking about yesterday, who's right. the current international slave. Yes. How important it is to be out, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and whether it's true. I don't know if I agree that it's you know maybe you know what. Well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. to the top. <laughs> We will get to the top. Uh, but first, we do want to talk a little bit about Beyond Leather, the event mm-hmm. that we are currently at. Although the event itself is over, we are still in our room. And there's still a couple hanging around that, yes. are, that are, it must be something about Florida. People don't want to go back home. <laughs> it was uh, funny. We ran into the uh, one of the couples we competed with at the International Master Slave Contest. Mm-hmm. And they were out by the pool. And I was like, hey, those people look familiar. I'm not quite sure who they are. <laughs> so we, we look a little... Different, different in our <laughs> in our vanilla street clothes that we yes. do in our leather gear sometimes. I think. Yes, exactly. So great time at the event. Um, started Thursday night and mm-hmm. just went from there. I think we always um, when we do reviews of events, we normally say, "Oh, it was a really good event. It was a really nice event. It was mm-hmm. a really." I will have to say that this is one of the top events I've ever been to. On, oh so, on many yeah. levels. Yeah, the the um, just everything they put into it. I mean, of course we've said before, if you go to an event, everybody, and we've been to some great events, you know, don't get us wrong. And um, 
if you go to an event, it's usually the same thing, the same kind of format. There's a opening ceremonies, workshops, dungeon. Yeah. You know, we say this all the time. It's, it's, the format may be a little different. The closing speech may be Saturday night or Sunday morning. or So the timing may be a little yeah. different. Right. But um, this, good gosh. I mean, I, now, I tell you, sometimes it's not the most enjoyable thing in the world to go to the opening ceremonies or the closing ceremonies, right? Right. They can be a little drawn out. And, of course, they have things to cover. So, you know, oh, there's yeah, something yeah. that um, will interest everybody. But sometimes there's so much to cover that they will drag out some. Yeah. And, and some events are better at it than others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun to go to, like, for example, the, in Chicago, um, Master Z pulls out the big... The Publisher clearinghouse style checks, checks yeah, and they yeah. give all this money away, and that's fun. And at uh, the the events in our hometown of Columbus, the two adventures in sexuality events, you never know at American Sheba what the costumes <laughs> they're, they're going to be wearing this time, in, right? right? Whether it'll be huge rings or a prison costume, uh-huh, who just... knows what they're going to pull out <laughs> next time. But we have never been to an event where the Kodo drummers showed exactly. up, and I'm not saying that quite right. But it is. It's these people with the huge drums. The Japanese. And I thought, yeah. I thought these were just kinky people that owned the big drums. Mm-hmm. These are serious Japanese style drummers. Yes. And it, it was. It was. It was stunning. Yes, it was. It was stunning, and you know, and even I mean, that was amazing. And the first night they. <laughs> <laughs> They had a, a scene go on that was that was absolutely amazing. It was humorous and it was funny and it was just it was just a great way to start the ceremonies. And then during this, you know, just about all opening ceremonies will say, "Okay, everybody, turn off your cell phones." Right? <laughs> no, with this one, somebody's cell phone went off in the audience, and you could hear Sir Top going, "Oh hell no, bring her ass up here." You know, and after a little bit, you could tell it was part of the script. Right. You know, you, you could just tell. But the way they handled not having a cell phone, you know, go off. <laughs> after seeing how how they did that, everybody in the audience reached down and turned off their cell exactly. phone. And it's just a lot more fun than saying, hey, please turn off your cell phone. Right. The other part of that was, and, and really, if you've been to Beyond Leather or you know Sir Top, you, you have to know and be able to visualize so top to realize how funny it was to see <laughs> the slaves revolt and take oh, Sir the... Top down for the opening ceremonies. Yes, with pink rope. With pink rope, yes. <laughs> if you're going to take down Sir Top, I would use pink rope. Exactly. So um, on and on. I just it's, it's been a wonderful time. It's been mm-hmm. 500 people, I think. I don't know That's exactly what they said, sure. Yeah. What the, uh, we talked to the head of security, that, and I think they had uh, – like three day passes mm-hmm. not show up out of, you know, so they had 100% attendance mm-hmm. of people that came for the weekend. Um, yeah. Great classes. We sat in at the, el- or watched oh, the yeah. elders panel last night. They had night. an elder- elders panel Which, as the last thing. <laughs> one of them called the, the Fossil Hour. The Fossil Hour, yeah. yeah. It was great. There was, a, you know, Lady D and John Warren and Caro and... And many uh, others, yeah, yeah Hardy. Yeah. And um, I tell you, it was really funny to see... Um, Last week, we did an episode with Jack Rinella's keynote right. about um, what would the old guard say. Yes. And somebody, you know, said, well, why do you guys not like being called the old guard? Uh-huh. And these guys, you know, these are the, these cats are the, the forefathers of, you know, of the leather scene. Right. Uh, and foremothers, to be gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they said, fuck, who wants to be called old? 
<laughs> That's what they were saying. Who wants to be old guard, yeah. you know? When when it was back then, we weren't labeled anything, and now we're labeled old guard. We don't want to be old. Right. <laughs> so as much as we love GLLA's events and AIS's uh, two events in our hometown. All fabulous in, in their Chicago, own In Chicago yep. and St. Louis, and I know you guys have all heard us say, oh, these this mm-hmm. is a great event. You know, I will have to put Beyond Leather right up there on our top event list now. Um, it, it, I tell you, one of the amazing things you do is when you have 500 people together and you still feel, have that, that vibe of family running through it. Right. That's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fucking hotel. Oh, my God. What a beautiful we got, hotel. You know what? And that is probably part of what makes this so great yes. is that they yes. took over the whole hotel. That has always been yes. huge for us. I tell you, you can get such... A different, it's just a different feel. Yes. Now, when we go to Dark Odyssey, the winter event, mm-hmm. the hotel's nicer. The hotel's you know, the, nicer, it's, right? It's crystal right, class, and beautiful, yeah. and the, you know, you have people running around, and if you you drop a crouton on the floor, there's a crew that runs over and picks <laughs> it up and vacuums. <laughs> uh, but you don't have floors one through ten. Right. You have the beautiful downstairs, and you have your room on the eleventh floor. Mm-hmm. There's just an energy break when you. Go from your room. You have to put on your street clothes, or you put on your cloak. Right. You can't wear your collar. You go, and you have to go through Vanilla Land. Nothing wrong, Dark Odyssey. We love the events, mm-hmm. but there's just something about when you can take over the hotel, and like they've done here. Right. That that adds that extra oomph. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so, uh, the, I guess you know the last thing I want to say about Beyond Leather for the moment, in case Sir Top or Slave Bonnie are listening, is <laughs> can we come back, please? <laughs> And, I'm, and my understanding is you start buying your tickets at May, in May. That's what we If you were want told. tickets, uh, which probably is how they will respond to our mm-hmm. desire to come back, they'll say, sure, hop on and buy tickets in May like everybody else. Exactly. Before they get sold out. So that is Dark Odyssey. Uh, that is actually Beyond Leather. Mm-hmm. Getting my events mixed up. Yes. <laughs> which happens when you event a mass load of events. I think we got a break in May. We do. We have a, you know what? We have a break in May, except we created something. <laughs> so I guess we can't go a month without doing something. No. So we, we created the MS Half Day Intensive yes. coming up on the 21st. And and uh, we will talk more, and we've talked about that some, we'll continue to talk about that. If you're mm-hmm. in Ohio and want tra- to travel to Ohio, it will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we worry about that, right around the corner, in two days, to the, actually, good Lord, so today we're there, yes. <laughs> we are. At, you know what? This is kind of interesting. We're actually recording episode 111 on the 11th. Nice. We should have waited to 11, 11. No. To record no. <laughs> um, so today is April 11th. Tomorrow is April 12th, and at 7 p.m. Eastern on April 12th, we will be doing a webinar for creative sexuality. Yes. And um, we will be doing the art of sensual spanking. So mm-hmm. this is the opportunity. If you've, uh, you maybe you don't get to go to these events, you don't want to go to these events because you don't want people to know who you are, right. which we'll talk about in a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Or you've just not made it to an event that we're at, or you want to see Don's ass on camera because that's your fetish. <laughs> this is your opportunity to do that. Head over to creativesexuality.org and you can, um, we'll be doing our interactive streaming live webinar. You don't need anything schmancy on your, any computer. If you have a computer with a web browser like Internet Explorer or Firefox, or Safari, or whatever, you can uh, watch this. Right, you can watch this webinar. And interact and, and Exactly. Stuff. So, and there'll be a chat room, which means you can ask us questions. Yes. Now, there, this is a, um, 
uh, a paid thing. The Ava, who is the director of creative sexuality, is trying to make this a business open to everybody so that it's it's something that's going to be around for anybody who wants to do it, mm-hmm. right? There is a, a fee related to it to pay for the technology and all that jazz. Um, if it's you, not, yeah, it's not super expensive. It's it, not no, it's expensive not. A, at all. It's not expensive, so but if you are not able to, if you want to interact and you want to watch this class and you ain't got no money, cool. You write us an email. We'll we'll hook you up with a scholarship. We have a couple mm-hmm. scholarships available. Exactly. Uh, as people that have listened to the podcast for a while know, we we are a, a zero profit thing. Mm-hmm. This is an educational passion for Don and I. We're not in it to make money. Uh, when we ask for, you know, when we make a dollar, when you buy a t-shirt or something from us, it goes to paying for the printer cartridges and the things that keep the podcast The going. domain, yeah, domain Our name, domain name like and that. all that other jazz so people can find us, um, hosting fees for blah, 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 blah. So none of that's really important, but the point being, if you want to interact and you don't, and you can, and you have some bucks laying around, good, go interact and, uh, give Creative Sexuality a couple dollars so that you can, so they can continue their mission. Right. If you don't have a couple bucks, fine. Write us an email. We'll set you up on a scholarship. Don't worry about it. And still interact and maybe learn something about the art of sensual And what is our email, sir? Well, that's a good segue. (laughs) You can get a hold of us via dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or, um, well, there's various ways. One of the other ones is the voicemail number, which is 206-309-0054. Hey, and speaking of which, uh, head over to, somebody head over to Facebook and go to Erotic Awakening. It's one word, Erotic Awakening, and leave us uh, a comment or something. I'm not sure that that we're that the that the, we're the getting notices is getting notices. So somebody say, hey, can you hear me now or something? <laughs> you can get a hold of us in all kinds of different ways, as well as find out where we will be presenting our past podcast episodes and other stuff. All that can be found at eroticawakening.com. Sweet. So. Um, Speaking of tickets that will sell out immediately, <laughs> I was poking around this morning and I see that um, coming soon, Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, which is going to be April 9th and 10th. Mm-mm. September. Oh, thank God. I <laughs> you would have missed, missed it. <laughs> September 9th and 10th. Coming soon. So mark that on your calendars. Because when those tickets go on sale, we've stressed this many, many, many times. When the tickets go on sale, you don't have much time to buy them. They yeah. will sell out. They will sell out. Uh, I will bet you they sell out four days this time. Four days? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, you and I will be actually be doing the Scarlet Sanctuary there. Nice. Along with the rest of the, the Kiddishti Sacred Sexuality crew. Yes. So uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also, and you know, one of the things we love about that event, it's in our backyard. Yes. Yay. As it happens, last time we did that event... Um, someone was ill. One of the presenters got ill. Oh, yeah. Now, the nice thing about that event, we don't present at that event. We, we do the Scarlet Sanctuary, or we'll do, maybe we'll do a live podcast from right. there, but we don't present there. Exactly. I mean, you know, really, if you think about it, this is your hometown. Who wants to hear the hometown people present? Mm-hmm. You hear us all the time at other stuff locally anyway. Right. But at 11.30, there was going to be a presentation, and at 11.25... <laughs> I got a text with a bunch of exclamation marks from you. From me. Yes. <laughs> Going, help. <laughs> We've just been asked to do a workshop in five minutes as we're setting up for yep. a wedding that we were getting ready to do yeah. an hour from there. Mm-hmm. So that was always, that's fun. 
Yes. I like being the, well, the backup presenter, you know. We pulled something out. And- yeah, you know, it was neat. That it was really a very good presentation. We actually did two presentations mm-hmm. covering for that person. We did. And uh, it was really interesting to, to be thrown into the fire mm-hmm. and say, well, you know what? We've actually done this a few times. Not right. a big deal. So, and I'm pretty sure it was a, a MS topic. So, kind of like what we did here at Beyond Leather this weekend. We did... Um, building a foundation for an MS, Mm -hmm. and we did living MS. So, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't even refer to the notes. It's it's like, woohoo. Things that we're more familiar with, like our life. Right. It's hard to need notes for. Exactly. Um, So we got that going on. We will get to, by the way, for those that are listening, clearly only for, who's Master Obsidian? We'll get there. We'll talk about getting out. Uh, but we're talking about events at the moment. Let's talk about one more. Uh, Rick's Kitten asked us to give a little love to this event, the Red Moon Rising mm-hmm. 4 on May 7th. Nice. So, and where is this one at? Kalamazoo, or it's near the Kalamazoo area of southwest Michigan. Michigan. 90 minutes from Chicago, 60 minutes from South Bend, two and a half hours from Toledo. Um, yep, it, so Red Moon Rising is a one-day event for the greater BDSM community. It is a long, packed, full of energy kind of day. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. I always thought, it, you know, when I first heard about that event, mm-hmm. I thought it was a spanking event. Uh, Red Moon Rising. Yeah. Let's see if that makes sense, because there's a Crimson Moon group in yes. Chicago, which yes. is all about spanking. So if you are in the... Um, Kalamazoo area, you might want to check out Red Moon Rising, and if you want to know more about it, we can bring Rick's Kitten on the podcast to tell us, hey, what the hell's going on with this thing? Woohoo! And the link for the event, of course, will be in the show notes. Yes, it will. <laughs> Notice I'm how... saying that like I put them in there. Yes, I know. <laughs> the answer puts them in there. <laughs> um, so all kinds of cool stuff going on here at Beyond Leather. Um, we had a nice, oh, hey, we got our ass sold in the auction. We did. Oh, remember how we were talking (laughs) about that, um, there was going to be crickets in the audience? Yeah. We actually got bid on. Uh, More more than once. And I will say, people did compliment my, uh, ability to pimp my own ass. (laughs) In the audience. As you jumped off the stage. And ran into the audience and and, uh, said, what do you mean you're only going to bid $60? And the MC looks at me and I'm like, he's working the crowd. (laughs) 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 She loved it. (laughs) So, uh, the funny thing about that though and and quite humbling actually so mm-hmm. as things go along we were uh somebody paid 80 dollars for us to co-top and right. play with them right and, and that's not like some whore thing although that's hot. <laughs> nothing wrong with that but it's not that money goes to uh charity uh and i'm i'm trying to think i think it was a foundation and i really need to look up the name for it that deals with um families with aids right. and more specifically children with aids right. and and how they're dealing with it and, and stuff. And, right so the auction itself is for a good cause mm-hmm. and that's all neat um so and then we had just a fantastic yeah. scene fantastic yes. scene yes. person and the so the interesting part about that though mm-hmm. is we got auctioned off again Without well, I was going to say without knowing it, but that's not quite the case. Right. So, um, but it, somebody came up to us after the the opening ceremonies and the auction was all over and stopped us at the 
the um, elevator and said, hey, we weren't really sure what that auction thing was all about. And by the time we were discussing it, you guys were paid for and, and off the stage. So um, if, if we give Sir Top and Bonnie $100, will you sit down with us for an hour and talk with us? And it's like, wow. Yeah. How humbling <laughs> is that? Exactly. I, and what happens was these people attended one of our, our MS presentation and right. they heard something that really resonated with them. And, and they needed some in-depth information and feedback and conversation with us. Exactly. Something that we couldn't really cover in the workshop because it would have put it off track a little bit. So, and we had a lot to cover and they really wanted some in-depth opinions, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So newly into the lifestyle and just wanted a sounding board. And, and although they certainly could have just asked us to sit down no with them for a while. <laughs> the, but the reality is, right, when you're presenting at an event, um, it's, it's hard to stop for an hour and give it your is. undivided attention it is. To just two people, right? That's mm-hmm. your, your gig here at the as a presenter is to be open for everybody and anybody. Right. So um, that was just such, such a, a humbling and nice thing, and what a wonderful conversation it was. It was. It was fabulous. So yeah, I just got to sit chill over dinner and let them ask questions, talk about their life. It was yeah, it, it was, was fantastic. Really awesome. um, oh, so the lead in to that was I wanted to talk about the scene music. So talk about that scene music. Oh, we get to talk about the scene music. So in the dungeons, hey, there's would some... Would you like it? We are... Come in, come in. Oh, fabulous. So we are actually recording, so... And Sir Top walks in. Well, that was a lot of fun. It was. Great conversation. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> during the middle of the podcast, Sir Top stops by. Sir Top is one of the event producers of this pod- yes. of this uh, event mm-hmm. and just sat with us for an hour and told us how fantastic Beyond Leather 5 is going to be. Yes. So, um, and we started off with all this, don't tell anybody yet. And this is just between <laughs> us right now. It's like, we have a podcast with... Billion listeners. We, what do you mean don't tell anybody? A billion. You mean four. Or either way. <laughs> somewhere between one and two billion. Yes. Four is a number between one and two yes, billion, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, um, we're, so let's wrap this thing up. I do want to mention really quickly before we wrap up, you will notice at the end of the podcast we have new music. The reason for that is mm-hmm. Pocket Universe. See, now I, I can't just end without telling this story. Yes. We mentioned somebody bought us in the auction. We had a wonderful scene with them Friday. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons it's a wonderful scene, one of the things you and I require to have a good scene yes. is that dungeon music has oh, to be right. Absolutely. No Willie Nelson, please. No <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. No Rapper's Delight. No. <laughs> right. Um, so we were going on about the music and how great it was. And mm-hmm. we found actually the people that prov- provide the music for Beyond Leather in the Rope Dungeon and the other dungeon are a group called Pocket Universe. Right. And they were here selling their CDs. And I mm-hmm. said, man, I love your music. People are always looking for better scene music. Right. You know, and maybe you get tired of hearing Nine Inch Nails Fuck Me Like an Animal. Yeah. Because you've heard it a gajillion times <laughs> in every At dungeon we've point, ever been yes. to, right? <laughs> Very nice people. And make a long story short, from now on, the music at the end of our podcast is going to be a selection from one of the multiple albums that... Pocket Universe has to provide scene music. Yes, and uh, the thing that I really like about their music, though, is that they specifically designed it for sex, fucking, and BDSM. Right. It is specifically designed for that. So, so at the end of the podcast today, you'll hear... Uh, what are we going to do? You did say... <laughs> did you turn your, yourself on by talking naughty to yourself? That's horrible, dear. 
so we will be playing Chanil. How do you say that word? Chanili? Chanel. Oh. <laughs> 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 Me don't speak a lot. But uh, from well, you better tell us what the name of that album is then. Oh, the name of the album? Oh, Yami Kalima. That's what it looks like. Okay, Yami I'll Kalima. buy it. And you can find that at pocketuniversemusic.com. They are now the official music of Erotic Awakening. Yay! Uh, I want to toss out there real quick. Uh, if you would like to rate us on iTunes or tweet about us or uh, like us on Facebook, then we will rate you on <laughs> iTunes <laughs> and tweet about you. Or f- <laughs> we'll say thank you. That's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll say thank you. That works. Uh, we want. I do want to say thank you, and we're going to talk more about this soon, but I would like to thank The Kink Shop, who yes. you can find out, The Kink Shop. Dot com mm-hmm. for the toys I used to beat Dawn's ass on Saturday. Yay! And uh, maybe even tomorrow night. No, <laughs> on Central Spanking. Oh, that's right. We've got yes. Central Spanking tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> you will hear more about the, the Kink Shop as they are our current toy sponsor. Yes. Which is something I just made up. Yay! A but toy they said, sponsor. hey, here's some toys you can beat Dawn with. Mm-hmm. And um, beautiful stuff. Yes. So yes. We'll, we'll talk about some of the toys that we got from them as the podcasts they were go all on. Purple. Yay. They were all purple. <laughs> Uh, so we have some floggers and some canes and paddles to talk about there. Yes. Thank you to Mac and Rita and Samantha. Yes. And Rita, glad you're feeling better. <laughs> okay, so done. Okay. Now then, like normal, we're 25 minutes in and we're just getting around to our topic. <laughs> uh, Don, are you out? Am I out? So what? I don't or, even know what that means. What I don't know, because I was going to say for the most part. For the most part, kind you're out. Of, yeah. So what are the problems with getting involved in the BDSM community or mm-hmm. the MS community or the kink community is something that people who have been involved in the gay community right. have already gone through. And granted, they still go through it. Yeah. Is coming out, right? And yes. you talk about, oh, I've come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. We hear people talking about, I, don't, I would love to go to an event, but I'm afraid my boss will see me. Right. I'm afraid a picture of me will show up I'm one of those fanatical Christian websites. Right. I'm afraid, what would my kids say? What would my parents say? Right. You know, anything like that. Family, work, you know, church. <laughs> so uh, in Master Obsidian's keynote, he talked a lot about fear. Yes. And, and about, you know, he would refer, well, we'll hear his keynotes, mm-hmm. but i be trying to regurgitate. <laughs> but what that brought me to thinking about is uh, how out are we and how out are other people and is it okay to be out and do I need to be out? Well, that's true. And I think we are really out, um, but not completely. You know, it's not like we talk about this in normal conversations with vanilla people or at work or, you know, I've got a couple of family members that know, but it's not something that, you know, we don't go to Thanksgiving dinner with you wearing your master's cover and right. <laughs> me wearing my, my big leather collar. Right. That's, we're not that out. I don't really see that as that part is needed. Yeah. When I am at work and I do have a corporate 40-hour-a-week mm-hmm. sort of job, right? I do not say, I do not pick up the phone and call you and say, slave, did you make the bed? Right. I do say, wife. Did you make the bed? Mm-hmm. Or, honey, did you make the bed? Yes. Right? So, but no, no, no. We're not clear. There's nobody at my work, to my knowledge, that understands, that knows, that 
you and I have a power exchange relationship. Unless they're already from the community, and <laughs> we know a couple. Yes. Your company's very huge, so yes. we know a couple. And when I was in corporate America, we, we knew a couple, you know, that were at my company as well. But um, but otherwise, they don't know. Though we are mostly out because we use our, our real names. We don't have scene names. Yeah. We now, have our, our, our picture on the website, though there's been times that we pulled all of that off as well. Not recently. Not recently. Nor would recently. it do any good at this point. No. <laughs> the, the idea of a scene name is, and what most people will do is if I, and my name is Dan, and if I'm deciding I'm going to start, I'm going to go over and get involved in the BDSM community, I'm going to go to the MS community or whatever, mm -hmm. the kink community, trans community, right. whatever. First thing, I gotta go make me a FetLife account, and I'm not gonna use like Facebook forces you to use your real name. Right. Well, I'm gonna make a scene name, and the idea of a scene name is this is how I will be known in the alternative community. Right. So I may decide that in my although my real name may be Dan, mm -hmm. I will make my scene name to be Lord Vladimir. Lord Vladimir could <laughs> be it. Into my head. <laughs> Uh, where is Lord Vladimir? That's I don't a, know. Doesn't it sound familiar, though? I, think that's, I may have to research it. <laughs> I will bet you that is Dracula's name. Oh, nice. But what a great example. Lord yes. Vladimir, I think, is the, his real name. But perhaps when he goes off, he doesn't want people to know he's a vampire when he's right. hanging out with the other lords and ladies. So he has a C name of, of Dracula. Dan. Oh, I was going to say of Dan. <laughs> no, no, uh, I think actually Dracula is based on Lord Vladimir. Yes. For the geeks out there that are studiously <laughs> punching in your keyboards, chill. <laughs> I get it. I fucked up the historical reference. Keep going. <laughs> Move along. So I might decide. So for my scene name, mm -hmm. my scene name is going to be uh, Charbuck. Okay. Right? And mm -hmm. when I go to the scene, now most people have cool scene names. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, there's, um, well, there's a lot of cats. Yes. And, and stuff like that as well. So. Just <laughs> make life easy for yourself. If you're a female and you're getting involved in the scene, do not make your scene name Cat. <laughs> Because in a, in a group of 20 people, someone's going to yell, hey, cat, and 16 people will turn their head, yes? Yes. <laughs> um, some people make their scene name include a title, like mm -hmm. Master... Uh, one of my favorite scene names is a, a guy we uh, just saw in Chicago, Master So-and-so. Yes, that, and that is actually his name. I love it. Master So-and-so. Yes. That is a great scene <laughs> name. Um, I remember I was actually telling uh, Karen the story about Master So-and-so, and she's like, but what's his name? And I'm like, Master so-and-so. I get it. But what's his name? Yeah. Like, this is a fucking Abbott and Costello thing. Well, how did we here. meet him? We were saying something in one of our workshops, and we we're like, yeah, and then Master so-and-so, and he raises his hand. He goes, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things you can do is have a seed name. And you go mm -hmm. off, you create a seed name. doesn't matter what it is. It's a nickname. Right, right. It can term. be descriptive. It can remind you of something. Just, just whatever. It's and most, just a fake name. Sure. And most people in the name are, or most people in the scene are very cool, very hip to the idea yes. of scene names. They're very into the idea that I've got a scene name, mm -hmm. you've got a scene name, everybody's got a scene name. We mm -hmm. don't have to worry about it. Uh, nobody really. Oh, but what's your real name? Yeah. Right? If yeah. you present yourself as, hi, I am Madonna, or mm -hmm. I am whatever, and this is my name. I go by Madonna. They're like, right. Oh, great. That's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. On my FetLife name, it might be Madonna as well, right? I'm right. not going to use my real name. On A lot of people don't use their real names. Right. We know many, many, many people that we don't know their real names. Oh, yeah. All we know is their scene names. And it's a real, by the way, pain in the ass when you run into them mm -hmm. at a grocery store. And you're like, hey, it's... I don't think we can say pink... Yes. <laughs> pink polka dot. Yeah, and, and I don't know what your name is. So it's like, hi, right. somebody who I know very well and I played with you and I have no clue what your name is in the grocery store. It's Kim. 
Yes. Oh, hi. Um, now you have two names to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people have their, their LARPing names and their geek names and the just fuck, uh, magical names. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm lucky I can remember one name. Exactly. So um, it's okay to have a seed name. Now, you can use your real name if you want to. Mm-hmm. I, we do hear stories on occasion of people that use their real names and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. They lose their jobs right. or child services causes a problem. These right. are very real issues. Um, if you're a teacher, mm-hmm. you want to be pretty damn careful about using your your real name. Right, right. And we just uh, had a friend um, tell us a story about how they're high up in their company. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting around chatting with um, people that worked underneath them. And the people that worked underneath them had inspected an event. And we're talking all about this event. Well, the person high up had been at this event and couldn't say anything. She was afraid that it would affect her job. So, you know, there is some fear there. So I I believe some of it's valid. I believe you have to weigh the pros and cons. Uh, Sometimes fear is not a bad thing always. If, If you're protecting yourself and your family and... I know. I, I it's a difficult sentence. Give me that look. I know. Yeah. It's a difficult sentence to say fear is not a bad thing. True. Uh, but you're... Caution. Caution. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. Slave, uh, slave Jody, mm-hmm. current international slave, very much was, was saying, oh, I very much, I'm very much, you must be out. You have right. to be wired out there. You must be out there. You got to put yourself out there. Because otherwise, there will always be that concern. Right. You know? Right. Now, you and I don't operate that way. In the past, right. we have not operated that way. Right. So, well, in the past, we had um, an ex-husband, right. underage children, you know, jobs that we absolutely had to keep because we had a mortgage. We couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, we had to protect our environment and our family, or at least felt that we needed to. Right. So, and then slowly, we started realizing that um, we weren't comfortable with that anymore. So started using our real names, though we never used our last name, mm-hmm. and our picture was out there, and we figured that anybody that ran across it, ran across it for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've bumped into people that we've worked with at parties. We've, you know, it, it's just, slowly we came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to the point nowadays, and, you know, we've referred to in the podcast a few times the big secret. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not officially announcing this yet. Right. But if you're a podcast listener and you've stuck around for 34 minutes of this episode, you know, now we are on a fart away from being published authors. Yes. Right. And we're not, this is not the official, we'll do a, a whole episode about that. Exactly. Because we're very proud of our book. Yes, yes. We just want to make sure it's available to actually be bought at the time that we, we present it to be released. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and it's, yeah, just a, just a fart away, so right. just, just a smidgen, uh, as in days. But um, our picture is on it, a very on the clear cover. picture. There's two the, pictures. Yeah, yes. there's one on the cover and one on the back. Um, it actually states our last name, yep. which we've never used, and that's, to, uh, uh, that's just a step further in being out and to make the, the book more findable for yeah. those that, that, that want it or need it. And, um, yeah, I don't know how much more out... We can get. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still not going to wear the cover and big leather collar to Thanksgiving and things like that. So, but, um, uh, yeah, people are, our family is going to be able to find us at this point and we would just sit down and talk with them. Yeah. It's nothing to hide. And, and I will say, I have 
a smidge of, I don't know if I want to call it fear, mm-hmm. but I do have a smidge of concern. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call it fear. Okay. There's a bit of me that says to have my name, mm-hmm. first name, last name, and my picture in a printed book in mm-hmm. a bookstore, which mm-hmm. may not, I'm not that they're going to put an MS book in a bookstore. Right. But they might. We know somebody who works in a bookstore. Yes. You know, and out there where... Well, it's going to be in the lifestyle bookstores. Absolutely. Leather stores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that... <gasps> boom, 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 <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, you know, it's already... We're on the internet all over the place. Our picture's mm-hmm. all over the place. And there's just something about having physical proof yeah. that someone might walk up to me with this book and say, Aha! Right. I knew you were... A pervert, a sicko, <laughs> you know, one of these people. And right. Like, wow. I don't know. There's there's something, there's a little level of, I don't know if it's fear, just part of it's also there's a level of commitment happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, when the contract came in and right before we signed it, I called Dan and I'm like, Dan, I just saw the cover art and, and the contract's in. Are we really okay with doing it this way? Yep. And we had to sit down and go, maybe it's time. You know, yeah. we're okay with doing it this way. So, we are very out there. We need if, to have a conversation with a couple of people because they are going to find it. If you're, a, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your younglings? Yes, my younglings, who I'm sure have a clue of something somewhere. They're not stupid. But we've never actually officially sat down and spoke with them about this. Yeah. And they know enough people in our lives that somebody's going to slip up somewhere and we can't, we can't expect our friends and the people that know both us and the boys, who are very much over 18, mm-hmm. you know, to keep this a secret. So, you know, respect for the boys and, yeah. So it, we'll see how this goes. I doubt they're going to um, throw us to the curb. <laughs> pro- <laughs> they are probably going to look at us and go, eh, we knew all the time. Yeah. So, <coughs> um, they're great. So that's how out we are at the moment. Though, like I said, just because we're out, I mean, you've seen how many years we've been together for 12 years. So, you know, it's taken us this many years to be fully out. We did it in little baby steps. Um, the elders that are here are the, the Lady D that we just talked to yesterday, you know, very much an elder, very much was on the, the elder panel and everything. <laughs> and she's like, fuck it. Be out, you know, (laughs) but she's been in this for a very long time and I'm sure she's felt squelched. You know, a couple of them talked about just being squelched for a very long time and they just want to be out and be free and not have to worry about it. Yeah. So that's um, enough of that. Yes. You know, let's hear what Master Obsidian has to say about this. I will say, though, that if you've made it this far in your podcast listeners, you can be one of the first people. If you go out to housemeta.com, mm-hmm. you can see a cover, the cover art of the book. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Thank you. Wow. We don't like to say wow, but that is certainly an introduction. Good evening, everyone. Everybody having a good time this weekend? Beyond Leather is amazing, and it's probably our favorite uh, place to come. I'll talk to you a few moments this evening. We'll start out with this. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. 
Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Every one of us knows this song. Depending on where you're from in the U.S., you no doubt had to sing it at some point back in the day, whether you wanted to or not. That's just how school went, right? Probably introduction for many of us to the murky waters of power exchange relationships, because they didn't ask you if you wanted to. You just had to, <laughs> you had to just do it, right? Samuel Francis Smith wrote the lyrics to My Country Tis of Thee in 1831. And a friend of his you know, was asking him about you know, to write some lyrics to this melody that he had. And rather than translating the original lyrics from German, um, Smith wrote his own American patriotic hymn to this melody, completing the lyrics in 30 minutes. 30 minutes that have changed the world. This verse is also at the close of Dr. King's amazing I Have a Dream speech. His dramatic address at our nation's capital was much less than 30 minutes. His address was about two or three minutes long, but time enough to change the world. Whether we know it or not, we're engaged in the fight of our lives. Many of us don't know who to listen to, who to pay attention to in a world where everything is so important at the same time, urgent, and nothing really matters. It's easy to become confused. In a world where any number of talking heads can tell you on a daily basis who you are, what you want to do, where you should be going, and what to do when you get there, sometimes it's just easier to go with the flow. Easier that way and less frightening, less scary, less fear involved. Eat this, don't eat that. Trust this, don't trust them over there. No more sushi, it's radioactive, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but many of you are not called to go with the flow. You aren't go with the flow type people. You're walking a different path and if the road less traveled by is where you live in your life, I say keep on keeping on. I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. I see you, the world sees you, and whether or not anyone likes it, do what you do. The world needs more people like you. Fearless motherfuckers. <laughs> Badasses to the last. You do your thing, keep being an inspiration. So this message tonight is not to those people. I'm talking to the people sitting next to those people. They're sitting there hoping, hoping I won't call them out or identify them, but they're there. Who are these people who are fearful, who are afraid? I'm not talking to you, the fearless ones. I'm talking to those folks sitting next to you or, or beside you. Or maybe you can only see the backs of their heads or their shiny leather covers from where you're sitting. Don't look directly at them. We'll talk later about who they are. <laughs> they're here somewhere. Of course, you can't readily identify them, but they're all over, trust me. Maybe some of the fearful folks might even be up here on the stage one time or another. We've all been afraid at one time or another. Apparently there's good reasons out there to be afraid, right? 1970s, we were all going to run out of energy. 1980s, they said acid rain was going to destroy the planet. In the 90s, it was the millennium bug. When the clocks you know, go over to the front, everything is going to come to hell and just go blow up, right? And in the 2000s, what is it? Global warming is a constant, pervasive threat to every man, woman, and child on the planet. And underneath all of these global issues loom the ugly specter of AIDS under all four of those decades, where we lost a bunch of folks. And, you know, we buried a bunch of our friends and loved ones. And waves of fear like that have cascaded through our society. And somewhere along the line, in our community, we learned how to be afraid. And those kinds of things come through our society with pretty regular frequency, an in invisible tsunami, a soul-corrupting, 
acid withdrawal its pervasiveness is no less damaging to us than the real tsunami that hit the coastline of Japan on the 11th. Debilitating, crippling, joy-stealing, soul-dampening fear. Now, some social psychologists have theorized that all human behavior is motivated by fear of something. Fundamentally, mortality. We're afraid of the darkness at the end of the tunnel, the path that ends in the clearing, the cessation of breath, the thought of not being here anymore. And this terror of annihilation so profoundly affects us and it creates anxiety that we literally spend our lives trying to make sense of it. On a large scale, we create societies, we create religious systems, cultures, and belief systems to try to explain the significance of life in general. And on an individual level, how well we adhere to some sort of cultural worldview is the same concept as self-esteem. People start to measure their own worth based on how well they live up to their culture's expectations. Now, I'm not here to argue with you tonight on whether you should believe in the divine or the creator or some kind of eternal universal consciousness. That is, after all, for you to decide. What I am here to do is discuss what's holding you back from being as happy as you can possibly be in the remaining years, or for some of us, moments of our lives. We'd like years. I wish that you all have hundreds of years together on this planet, but we know the reality of our fragile, fragile existence, right? Because when we look around us, we know that there are people here with us at our grand reunion last year that aren't present tonight. And next year when we get together, some of y'all ain't going to be here. I might not be here. So what are we going to do about that? Some of us ain't going to be here next time. We suffer the big death. But because of our fear, some of us suffer little deaths all the time. Our fear of straight people, fear of rednecks, fear of black folks, of Republicans, of being rejected, of being unloved, of not having enough, of having too much of being successful or being a failure, losing our jobs or our homes or not having retirement or going out of business. Little deaths, fear of coming out, fear of loving again, fear of being vulnerable, fear of being civil, fear of being persecuted because we are fill in the blank of your choice. Now, as she mentioned, I'm the Southwest Regional Representative for Mass in addition to being the organizer and founder of our Mass chapter in Austin. And during our last discussion, somebody brought up as a topic, we should talk about stealth MS. These are things that we can do for and with each other to kind of substantiate our relationships that other people can't see. Now, the person that suggested that I listened to them and I was like, you know, their heart's in the right place. Because I think, you know, that's a good kinky way to kind of stay below the radar, kind of be non-offensive. But then when I thought about that, I was like, you know, maybe we spend a little bit too much time trying to stay below the radar, trying to be non-offensive, trying to look familiar, trying to be like everybody else, trying to go with the flow, not buck the tide or the trend, being safe, sort of like not wearing your collar in public, or introducing your partner, who is the love of your life, as your quote-unquote friend. Or telling people when they ask that you're going to something in Florida, a meeting, a family reunion. Somebody, I mean, tell the truth. Some of y'all didn't say beyond leather. Y'all was like, 
Oh, I can't float that out there. I'm just going to take the safe road. We're just going to spend a nice, quiet, relaxing weekend with some friends in Florida. <laughs> Sound familiar? We don't want to offend the vanillas or be offensive to somebody or, you know, whatever we're calling those folks today. So what? What are we going to do about it? Well, this is what I believe. First of all, let me say this. No matter what anyone says, you are not offensive. You're not. Period. Now, there's a reason why I open our little discussion here with those words from that song that everybody knows. Because if you look into the writings and the philosophies of the founding fathers of our nation, there are some themes there that I think are relevant to our community, and particularly those little deaths that we suffer. Not the badasses, the folks next to y'all that are you know, living in fear of one sort or another. And when you do the research, you'll find that there's a central theme of freedom and of liberty. The notion that in this country in particular, you have the right to pursue a course of action for your own existence that has meaning, that makes you happy, and that serves as a shield to hold up against this rising tide of fear that's out there. And why do I believe this? I believe that our country was founded on this idea that you live in, an, in a universe that's fundamentally meaningful and that your place in it is the place of somebody that's valuable. You are essential. You are supposed to be here. You have a right to be here. And why is this important? Because our self-esteem is a social construct. It's socially constructed and maintained. We receive validation from each other in many different, sometimes very small ways. And that's why civility is so important. Because the person that lashes out to somebody else in our community hurts two people, even more. They hurt themselves, they hurt the person they lash out at, and they hurt our community in general. Because they take away that validation. And as a result, they make it that much more difficult to maintain a positive self-image within this culture. So what am I asking you to do? Run out and become a social, sexual advocate or activist? Hardly. Give your money to the NCSF or the Woodhull Foundation or folks like that? Yeah, I think you should do that because when you're up against it, you need somebody in your corner that knows what the fuck they're talking about, right? And some of us find ourselves in those difficult situations and that's why those groups are there. But you know what I really want you to do? Well, forget about the macro. What about the micro? Should I ask you to start a support group, hold a bake sale, form some kind of small group, or sacrifice your job to the cause by running into your office on Monday and saying, you know what, I'm kinky as fuck and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to do any of that because I believe that the biggest change isn't external in terms of what people can see you doing, but internal where you live every day of your life. I'm asking you to believe something, to believe that this is fundamentally about you, badass. Because we believe different, we do different. We act different. We exist on a higher plane, vibrationally speaking, and we have a greater impact on everything that we touch and experience. So what am I asking you to believe differently? That when our founding fathers wrote this, they're talking directly about you and to you. And this is something that many of us have forgotten or been brainwashed into thinking that when they wrote these sentences, they're talking about all the rest of them and not about you. And this is what keeps us in fear. 
this notion short circuits a lot of the happiness that we could be experiencing. And the sentence I'm talking about is this one. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You are not offensive. You are fucking beautiful. So what this sentence points to is the fact that you have a right to be here and to be as you are, and those rights aren't given you by the government or by the state or by any other third party, but the fact that they're endowed by the creator and they're both self-evident and unalienable, that means, self-evident means that you came here with these rights, and unalienable means that nobody can take them away from you. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have to stop seeing ourselves as the outsider, as the disenfranchised, as the unwanted throwaways. We have to believe differently. We have to not be afraid. We have to stand up for who we are and for what we are. So I say, let freedom ring. In the dungeon, let freedom ring. In the, in the hospitality suite, let freedom ring. Certainly around here, in every place around this hotel, and take this back to wherever you came from. Let freedom ring. Stand up for who you are and for what you are, and don't let anybody make you afraid or tell you that you should be on the fringes. You should avoid offending all the people who are so easily offended. Fuck that. You be you. You do what you came here to do. Let freedom ring. Thank you. by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. The Kink Shop is... <laughs> Boy, I wrote that one. <laughs> yes. again. Erotic Awakening is grateful to support The Kink Shop. The Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices at and features various BDSM implements. Sorry, Mac, I'll do better. Guys. <laughs> For lifestylers, it's great. Go visit them <laughs> online at thekinkshop.com. <laughs> we need to rewrite that one yes. or redo it. <laughs> uh, want to be a part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink and event podcast or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. Did you know you can buy an Erotic Awakening t-shirt messenger bag or coffee mug simply by visiting the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website? The dollar twenty cents. Yeah, I updated that. We oh, make you from anything you buy directly goes into educational mission of erotic awakening. Thank you for your support. <laughs> Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe. Ooh, this is kind of new, yeah. For music that has been crafted and designed for scenes that range from sensual to dynamic BDSM, visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.